Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager with Fireside Chat number 309. I didn't even have to ask Megan the number. Those of you who are longtime devotees of the Fireside Chat may have marveled at my ability to give the right number without Megan's help. The reason is so many people have commented on the on 308, the, the Robert Kennedy Jr. Uh, fireside Chat, that I remembered, well, if that was 308, by golly, this is 309. One word on that, I, I, I enjoyed it, and apparently uh, many, many people uh, did as well. My task was to bring a very important uh, person to your attention and I, and to have us understand some of his views. And I, I think that, that it was helpful in that way. I will only comment on one uh, aspect that I, I would like to have emphasized, but my point wasn't to make my points. My point was for you to get to know Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And so I spoke relatively uh, briefly in the course of the time beyond questions. I just want to note, though, that here's a man who is very much of the belief that climate change constitutes an existential threat. I don't share that view. I don't deny climate change. I deny that it constitutes an existential threat uh, to, uh, to, to humanity. Uh, but it's okay. I, uh, let me just give one philosophical note. If I had to agree with everything that people I admire believe or advocate, then I would, I would admire no one. There is no one with whom I am always in agreement. And I know I am the recipient of that. I have learned so much about human nature, being a public figure. Uh, I will get emails. I have actually read this on my radio show. Where I will get an email. You know, I've really admired you and, and, and adored you for 30 years. And then you said, and then they, they fill in the blank. And now I realize I can't trust you. And even on occasion, you're a fraud. <laughs> I'm thinking... I fooled you for 30 years? <laughs> That's quite an achievement. Uh, people tend toward an all or nothing view. And that's it, it's a bad thing in all of life, all or nothing. All or nothing will always lead to nothing. Always. There's no such thing as all. It's like having it all. This old feminist line, oh, you can, women can have it all. Uh, well, after all, men have it all. Really? You know a man who has it all? <laughs> what does that even mean? So uh, one point, though, that he acknowledged, and I, I, I did repeat because I wanted you, the viewer, or you, the listener, to uh, be aware of, was his statement that some of the means being used to wean us away from fossil fuel some of those means are totalitarian. That was his that was his word. And that is to me, and that's when I spoke about the the horrible consequences of really terrible economies, that that frightens me. Totalitarian means to get us off fossil fuel frighten me more than fossil fuel. So I just wanted to re-emphasize that though we differ 
on the nature of the threat. We don't differ on the means that are being used to counter that threat. All right. So many of you may be aware, we put out a great series called Leo and Layla, a brother and sister who go back in time and meet great figures from the past. Two of them have been attacked universally on the left, universally. New York Times, Washington Post, Los Angeles Times, PBS, NPR, um, Tampa, the Tampa Bay Tribune or Times, I think it's the Times. Virtually every city's major newspaper has attacked PragerU and specifically over two Lilo, Leo and Layla videos for kids. And it's important to remember it is for kids. And they are the ones of Frederick Douglass, one of the greatest leaders. I won't even say one of the greatest black leaders, just one of the greatest leaders in American history. And of course, a black leader. And the other one was Christopher Columbus. I'll deal with Columbus another time. I want to read to you typical attacks on the Leo and Layla meet Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass was born a, into was born a slave, basically. And uh, I read his entire autobiography, a very long and spectacular book. Every every one of you should read it. It is relentlessly interesting, and his English is. It embarrasses me when I think of how English is written today compared to the way he wrote it. And uh, I, I took out some quotes from him, written by him, to refute the attacks on PragerU. But let me read to you two examples of attacks. I almost picked them randomly because I have page after page after page, just of the article URLs. That's all, just where to click to see them. So here's New York Times attack using Frederick Douglass to rationalize slavery? Question mark. In Florida, yes, because Florida has announced that it will allow teachers to use PragerU videos. They don't have to. They can choose. We have hundreds upon hundreds of videos, probably by now a thousand or close to a thousand, both the five minute for everyone and the ones for young kids. And Florida has announced, Governor DeSantis's administration has announced that they will be allowed to use it in schools there. Oklahoma has announced it and it's, it's going to other states as well. And this is driving the left crazy, which is so odd. A, it's so wholesome, our videos. They're just wholesome. Do you know that they mock? Uh, I, I, maybe I'll deal with periodically with all the attacks because they reveal so much about us and about the left. Do you know that they attack, most of them attack our video, how to fold an American flag? Yes, they mock it. That, that we say that you should treat the flag with respect. This, this drives the left crazy who have contempt for the flag. That was the whole issue of kneeling for the national anthem and when the flag was displayed. Oh, we're not going to stand for the American flag, which 
among other things, is so disgraceful because it says that every grave at Normandy Beach from D-Day of an American soldier, usually 20 years old, fighting the Nazis, who fought for that flag, died in vain. That is basically what the left is saying, that if you died to defend that flag, you died to defend a bad thing. It's a, look, if you believe men give birth, then you believe the American flag is a bad thing. They go hand in hand, untruths like those. Okay, so here we go. This is from the New York Times, Charles M. Blow, one of their columnists. He happens to be black and gay, and he, these, are, these are relevant only because he notes it. And uh, I think it is fair to say he's an angry man. He's angry at America, uh, and I think both as a gay man and as a black man. Okay, so he, he writes an essentially dishonest piece, attacking PragerU, attacking me. I'm not... I'm not the issue, but, well, that's not true. I have the issue to a, to a certain extent. Anyway, this is excerpts from his piece, New York Times. Last month, the Florida Department of Education announced that grade school teachers could use, notice, could use, just could use, videos produced by Dennis Prager's PragerU kids in their classrooms. PragerU is no more a university than Trump University was. Now, there is no doubt in my mind he knows nothing about PragerU, nothing. D does he know, for example, that his colleague, New York Times columnist Brett Stephens, has made a number of videos for PragerU? Has, do you think that Brett Stephens would make videos for Trump University? Trump University charged money, were free. Trump University didn't teach you about life. It promised you benefits in terms of some uh, vocational work in real estate, I believe it was. The, 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 we have nothing in common. This is not a knock on Trump University about which I know very little. It, but this notion, Trump uh, Prager University is no more university than Trump University, is just a lie. It's just a complete lie. We have professors from every elite university in the United States, MIT, Harvard, Princeton, Yale, uh, Columbia, Berkeley, uh, John Yu, professor of law at Berkeley, uh, does a number of videos for us. You think these people would compromise their, their name if, if Prager University were, as Charles Below of the New York Times describe it? Take care, Snoop. Whenever I talk about the New York Times, it, it, see, look, he, he shakes his head. He, it's, it's difficult. PragerU is no more a university than Trump University was. In fine type at the bottom of the webpage, I just checked on the webpage. It's the same type as, as virtually everything else, every description of, of the lecturers and so on. It admits, we admit, that, that is hilarious, that we admit it as if it's a felony or a crime that, quote, PragerU is not an accredited university, nor we, do we claim to be. We don't offer degrees, but we do provide educational, entertaining, pro-American videos for every age. So he's not noting that PragerU doesn't claim to be anything that it isn't. That's correct. 
The government has not accredited the United, uh, uh, the United, uh, the government has not, I was thinking United States government. We are, whoever does accrediting, we never applied for accreditation. You can't get a degree. That is correct. What you get from us is knowledge and wisdom. That's what you get. So why, why is that guilty? Why, why, why is that a bad thing? doesn't matter. I just covering the charges against us. In reality, PragerU was little more than a propaganda media site. The vast majority of our videos for kids or for anyone else have nothing to do with politics. Nothing. We have a series on every single president. Do you think that our video on Benjamin Harrison or James K. Polk, to mention two presidents not usually thought about uh, by uh, by Americans, you think they're right-wing propaganda? Is uh, the video given by a, a UCLA psychiatrist on how to forgive people, is that right-wing propaganda? Are all the videos on happiness, on, on how to be a less angry human being, are they right-wing propaganda? Well, if that's right-wing propaganda, you should all be right-wing because it's pretty healthy stuff. He has no idea what we put out, no idea. He read other left-wing sites and simply repeats what they say. The Southern Poverty Law Center takes an even dimmer view of its credentials. We have a video on the Southern Poverty Law Center that is as close to a pure hate group as exists. The relationship between the Southern Poverty Law Center, a left-wing activist angry group, and truth is minimal. They, so he quotes them saying, PragerU seems to be yet another node on the internet connecting conservative media consumers to the dark corners of the extreme right. Really? Find me one extreme right video in the, in the nearly thousand we have up. He doesn't cite one. As for Prager himself, this is a man who said on his radio show in 2020, quote, it is idiotic that you cannot say the N-word. Now, of course, he gives no context because he is not an intellectually honest human being. No context. You can take anything from anyone and without the context, make them look like a fool or a bad human being. Now, let me give you the context. I was talking about the Pulitzer Prize winning biography of, of President Harry Truman. I believe, uh, take a look, I think it was McCullough who wrote it. I don't remember his first name. He's, he's, he's generally regarded as a, one of the greatest living historians. Again, it, it won the Pulitzer Prize, which is not given to right-wing, <laughs> uh, anything right-wing, uh, for his biography of Truman, which I read. It's a long biography, and it's fascinating. So he mentions in the book that when Truman who grew up in Missouri, when Truman went to New York for the first time, he, it was McCullough? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When Truman went to New York for the first time, he wrote back on a postcard of, uh, to his family, or I don't know if he was married then, if it was his wife, but he wrote back, well, here I am in, I think he said Kike Town. And he used the, uh, he also used the N-word uh, on occasion with regard to blacks and use the word kike, which is essentially the N-word about Jews. 
And so a guy called up my show and said, how come you can say kike, but not the N-word? And I said, you're absolutely right. That's absurd. You should be able to say the N-word and you should be able to say the K-word. That's exactly correct. It is, it is absurd that you can't say it. And I said, he doesn't quote me, Charles Blow, because he's a liar. But I said, to call a black person the N-word is despicable. Those are my words. And they were repeated in the sources that even attacked me, but not by Charles Blow of the New York Times. He doesn't note that I say it's despicable to call a black person that word. But to never say it, just as an example, uh, uh, the the autobiography of Frederick Douglass frequently uses the N-word because that's the way whites, uh, disgustingly, I might add, often addressed blacks in the, in the 19th century. And some, in, in fact, in the South later as well. And some in the more North probably too. I, I read it on, I, I listened to the book. And then I would take notes in the written part, in the written book. The reader of the audible version, of course, says the actual word. Wouldn't it be absurd for, for him not to say the actual word? That's all I was saying. And this man in the New York Times portrays me as wanting people to go around saying the N-word. And last year, he, that's me, Prager, falsely claimed that, quote, if you see a noose on a college dorm of a black student, the odds are overwhelming that the noose was put there by a black student. So if this is false, just show where you know that, in fact, when there's a noose on a black kid's dorm room at a college, it was put there by a white racist. Do you have any proof that that is the general trend? No, of course not. That's just, they provide no examples of it actually having been done by racists. I stand by what I wrote. And if, if any of these left-wing sources that have attacked me can provide evidence of this happening and really being done by white racists, the nooses on, uh, on dorm doors, if they could provide that proof, I will publicly retract what I said. In the meantime, they should publicly retract what they have accused me of until they could provide counter evidence. Anyway, then there are more attacks on, on us with the Frederick Douglass uh, video. And uh, here's one more example. After Abraham Lincoln defended the Fugitive Slave Act as an attempt to assuage Southern slavers, Douglas called him, that is Lincoln, quote, an excellent slave hound and the most dangerous advocate of slave hunting and slave catching in the land. Okay. So, uh, I will now provide you, I have more attacks on us, I won't bother you with it. I will now provide you with, with actual statements of Frederick Douglass that he made in his, in his autobiography. Okay, here. So here's one. Patient reform is better than violent revolution. 
Does that not sound like a, a moderate man? It is true he, he did, in fact, support John Brown. I believe you tell the truth in every instance. Truth is, is the only way to a good society. However, he also said that patient reform is better than violent revolution. More important, how about this quote to give you an idea of how out of sync Frederick Douglass was with today's left on race? This is an extended quote from Frederick Douglass. When an unknown man is spoken of in their presence, the first question that arises in the average American mind concerning him and which must be answered is, of what color is he? And he rises or falls in estimation by the answer given. It is not whether he is a good man or a bad man. That does not seem of primary importance. It's, it's almost my words. The world is divided, as I always take from Frankel, between the decent and the indecent, not between races. Race doesn't matter. That's what Frederick Douglass wrote. It doesn't mean a thing. He is so out of sync, Frederick Douglass, with Charles M. Blow of the New York Times and, and the Washington Post and, and, and all the others that if, if his quotes were offered and no one said it was from Frederick Douglass, they would say they come from right-wing sources. According to the University of California, if you say you're race-blind, which is what Frederick Douglass wants us to be, you are a racist. We so-called conservatives, we are far more in sync with Frederick Douglass than the left is. There's no comparison. I'm not talking again about liberals, I'm talking about the left. Next, quote direct from Frederick Douglass, races like individuals must stand or fall by their own merits. <laughs> Everyone told this statement would say a right-wing white said this comment. This is from Frederick Douglass. In fact, the entire idea of meritocracy is derided by the left because it doesn't produce equity in result. Meritocracy is considered a white supremacist idea. I guess Frederick Douglass, according to the left, had white supremacist ideas. Here's another one. The downfall of slavery under British power meant the downfall of slavery ultimately under American power and the downfall of Negro slavery everywhere. Oh, guess who he holds responsible for the end of slavery on earth? Whites, Britain, and then America. Who, if you say today, whites abolish slavery on earth, you're a racist. You can't give whites any credit for anything good that was done. You can only tell all the evils that they did. Oh, and also, doesn't that sort of, that would be another problem. There would be another problem with that statement. It would be a defense of British colonialism, isn't it? How did the British end slavery everywhere? 
It was because they were everywhere. Here's another one. Remember I read to you about Lincoln, how Charles Blow in the New York Times cites Douglas as saying terrible things about Lincoln? Well, this is what he said later in life about Lincoln. Had he, Abraham Lincoln, put the abolition of slavery before the salvation of the Union, he would have inevitably rendered resistance to rebellion impossible. Hmm. Isn't that what we do in the video? We, we defend the idea that they hated slavery, but they had to work a way through it to keep the union alive? Isn't that the, the line of Leela, Leo, Leo and Layla that is attributed to Frederick Douglass that is most attacked? And how about this? The Constitution of the United States not only contained no guarantees in favor of slavery, but on the contrary, was in its letter and spirit an anti-slavery instrument demanding the abolition of slavery as a condition of its own existence as the supreme law of the land. Frederick Douglass has virtually nothing in common with today's left and a massive amount in common morally, and that's all that matters morally, with people who are called right-wingers or conservatives. These are quotes, not opinions, from Frederick Douglass. These are important issues, and this might be the first time I didn't take questions from you, but I thought it was important enough to devote number 309 to this issue. See you next week. Thank you for watching this video. To keep PragerU videos free, please consider making a tax-deductible donation.